0: everyone, welcome back to another episode of Sakura's Garden. I hope everyone is doing okay and hopefully everyone is doing better. I know right now it's kind of like an awkward time. I feel like everyone's either tired or sad or just moody and off and just... I feel like the energy is just extremely off lately. If you're feeling like that, just take this as a sign to just, you know, meditate, go out in nature, kind of connect with yourself and raise your vibration so you will be at a higher vibration along with the whole entire planet. But anyways, so today's episode, I want to talk about the next catastrophic or catalytic event. And uh, this is kind of a mix between fact and theory, but I'll get more into it in this episode. And this episode is also inspired by one of my favorite authors ever, Dolores Cannon, specifically her book, Keepers of the Garden. This book is so good. It basically talks about a past life regression of this man. And if you don't know what a past life regression is, it's just where a hypnotist or a psychiatrist will hypnotize you and kind of tap into your or basically tap into your subconscious mind. And that's how you get the information of your past life. And that's how you do shadow work in order to heal, um, learn about the lessons that you should learn or have learned in your past lives. And yeah. So specifically in this book, she does a past life regression on a man thinking that it's a regular past life regression, but it turns out that he actually was from another planet for multiple past lives, and this is his first life on Earth. So she asks him a bunch of questions. Every chapter dives into a different topic, one being the dinosaurs, another being ancient alien theories. And it's just so, so good. It gives you a whole different perspective on religion, life, the beginning of Earth, all that. So I definitely recommend to read it. It talked about the last catalytic event and how humans became the humans we know of today. So I want to dive more specifically into that and why 2020 is unfolding the way that it is unfolding now. I've mentioned this before. We always have to remember how Like right now, it's a very big spiritual battle between good and evil. That's why you feel off all the time. Your energy is kind of good one day, bad another day. And it's just a quite literal spiritual battle on the physical realm. And I've been having a lot of really vivid dreams about this lately. And this is something I've been reading up on recently. So I wanted to make this episode before any other episode. So yes without further ado I'm gonna begin and if anyone has questions or comments I posted on my Instagram account at bloodyrug. That's like I feel like that was my finsta and I made it into kind of a community-ish thing. I just kind of post whatever I feel passionate about and I'll post updates on my podcast there and on my main account so you could always reach me through there but yes definitely let me know your opinion and let's begin. Now, let's firstly talk about the dinosaurs. I love the dinosaurs. I've always been fascinated with the history of dinosaurs and archaeology since I was really young. And I've just always been interested in what happened to them. And I know there's a lot of different theories of a meteor hit them. They died off. Like, there's a bunch of different theories. And I'm going to be discussing one, quote unquote, theory that was mentioned in the book of keepers of the garden by dolores cannon now so she mentions in the book how the dinosaurs actually died off due to climate change and that is the reason why and if we don't believe them we have access to unlimited knowledge and information right here we just have to learn how to tap into it Akashic <laughs> records Just putting that out there. So if anything you want to learn, you have to dig within yourself. Because trust me, all the information you ever want to know about the whole world, the universe is all in there. Now, in this book, Keepers of the Garden, it basically talks about how we are the garden. The garden is earth. The people here are simply the garden. And the gardeners are the aliens who are watching over us all the time, who have been here since the beginning of human life. And that's what they discussed throughout this whole book. So they were talking about how or why did animals or dinosaurs specifically even go extinct a long time ago. In the book, the person she's doing the past life regression on, his name is Phil. So Phil talks about how. Basically, it was their time to end. It's survival of the fittest, natural selection. And that's basically what happened to kill them. Because millions of years ago, I believe it was 66 million years ago, dinosaurs died all at once, all different dinosaurs. It was like something happened that's just instantaneous because there were still dinosaurs with food in their bellies, dinosaurs that was mid-walking. So it was kind of almost impossible to think about what had happened to kill all of them so fast. So I'm going to read an excerpt from the book Keepers of the Garden by Dolores Cannon. So she asks Phil, she says, I'm curious about the age of the dinosaurs. Would they have been some of the species which you said were allowed to expire or die? They were a life form that was here on Earth and they no longer exist. Were they intentional? Phil states that they were evolutionary. So as their appropriateness has ended, so they're So did their existence. All animal life originated with seedlings, which also goes more into that topic in the book, which another reason why I think you should definitely get it. It talks about the Bible too. But anyways, let me get back to it. Okay, so Phil says, and I quote, the dinosaurs simply had their time and then were gone. The reason for the extinction was a natural process in the tilt of the axis, which caused the seasons to change abruptly. Those who could not adapt to the rapid change adapted. Those who could not did not then Dolores Cannon asks him people have always wondered what killed them because they have found the remains of many dinosaurs that had food still in their bodies he says the change was that quick for the earth tilted on its axis so that which was warm and sunny suddenly within minutes time was found to be cold and frigid Climate change for the Earth is a restless old woman who turns and frets. This was a natural phenomenon which is occurring again at this present time. There are many physical changes which are now occurring and shall occur for the next 18 chronological years on this planet. These changes are loosely grouped into the term cataclysm. But this is not to be considered one gigantic event. This is a slow, gradual process until the time of the shift, at which point it is very rapid and can almost be said to be instantaneous. The actual adjustment can be accomplished within minutes. It is an adjustment, a natural evolutionary process in which the Earth's magnetic poles align themselves to different star points in the heavens. These points move in their prescribed manner, much as the constellations move around the planet. However, they are not so much influencing your planet as more far off stars. Then they go into detail talking about the quote unquote side effects in the weather patterns that are influenced because of this natural phenomenon of the earth tilting on its axis. So after reading this, it's a lot of information to process, but of course, I had to look more deeply into it, right? So one of the theories that actually a lot of scientists will operate off or they will strongly believe in is the idea of uniformitarianism. Sorry if I said that wrong, but... It basically suggests a slow and gradual change over time, and many agree that there was a sudden and rapid change in the climate, but they still can't explain why, and they are still currently, you know, looking into it, researching. But there are also a lot of accounts of masses of animal skeletons together, like in a pile, and they found saber-toothed tigers, horses, camels, dinosaurs, and just so many groups of animals with still food digesting in their system and just some even frozen perfectly in ice and back in 1977 they actually found a baby mammoth that was preserved so well in ice that they were able to drain blood and get blood in a protein analysis done from this animal And the tissues were even used for genetic studies and there were some people who even bought like pieces of meat from them or the carcass and they ate it and cooked it in soup. I thought that was really weird but apparently that's how well preserved it was that they were still able to cook and eat the meat from the animals. I thought that was really crazy but they found again like that was a baby mammoth that was a perfectly healthy dinosaur along with A bunch of other dinosaurs are perfectly healthy. But anyways, moving on. So the frozen tundras, these frozen places were frozen so well, but within minutes, it all melted, all became uh, extremely hot. While in other places, it happened again, vice versa. Now, reading another excerpt from this book that I feel like is very important and I will also be elaborating on. Dolores Cannon asks him, I've, and I quote, I've heard that this shifting of the earth is what ca- is causing the awakening of volcanoes, the earthquakes, the changing weather patterns, and different things like that. Phil says, that is correct, for the earth is preparing itself to align to another point of origin. This is what ca- is causing the awakening of such things as the ring of fire and volcanoes and other parts of the earth also. This is also causing the weather disturbances. It will start a gradual, but the gravitational forces that are coming into swing now will also cause the tilt to be faster. The polls are already perhaps 30 degrees different than they were approximately 40 years ago. Mind you, this book was written, I believe, 18, I meant, I'm sorry, 1983. So it was kind of a short while ago. So a lot or almost all the predictions that were said in this book have actually been true. Okay, so now to continue. But understand that if a war were to come, and with the usage of nuclear weapons, this would cause a greater unsettling in the Earth's axis and would aid in the ultimate tilt of the axis. Remember, it is a natural process as long as it is allowed to occur naturally. Human a kind can adapt and prepare. The danger lies in the speeding up of the shift, for then the Earth changes would occur more rapidly and violently. End quote. This really jumped out at me because... If you do or don't know, there are a lot of natural disasters occurring on our planet right now. Most recently was the volcanic eruption in Indonesia, and there are tsunamis, there's massive flooding in China. I could keep going, but the list keeps adding up with how many natural disasters are occurring. So is this part of this natural phenomenon? Like, is this a sign of something a lot bigger coming? Because I know it's not a coincidence that all these natural disasters are occurring all at once. And coincidentally, in 2020, coincidentally, around the time this book predicted it would happen. So since he said this is a natural phenomenon, it occurred during the dinosaurs. It is occurring now. Of course, I looked into it, too. Were these, I guess, side effects prevalent back then as they are now? So let's go back to the Triassic period, right? This was about 252 to 201 million years ago, right? So this was a time of volatile change, specifically in the Carnian interval, which was a period of time in the Triassic period. And this was specifically where there was gigantic volcanic eruptions called the Rangelia. So these volcanic eruptions spewed large amounts of greenhouse gases and sped up the climate change into warmer, humid conditions. And this is also known as the CPE, a.k.a. the carneal pluvial episode. So this is when they believe that this climate change sped up so fast, but they're still doing research into whether or not it was instantaneous or not. But I have a feeling they will find out in the future. But again, all that knowledge is already here. We just have to tap into it. And uh, in a society where we heavily depend on scientific evidence and actual physical evidence and research, you just have to remember the Egyptians, they couldn't even see a world without the use of magic and spirituality. Like they counted on that for everything. They got all their knowledge through the Akashic records, through your inner self. And that's what we are lacking in this world now. That is why we can't get the evidence we need now. I don't know if that made much sense, but I hope it did. <laughs> but that's that's the reason why. It's 100% true. The evidence and the knowledge is always here all around us. So while doing research on this CPE, on whether or not this was actually true or if there was evidence on it, I actually found something which coincidentally was ...research that was released June 15th of 2020, so just a couple months ago. So this was a study done in the journal Gondwana Research, an international group re- led by Adriana Mancuso, a researcher at the Instituto Argentinian of Nivología in Mendoza, Argentina. I'm sorry. I'm I have to get better at pronouncing things. Sometimes I second-guess myself on how it's pronounced. But anyways... So it was demonstrated that the CPE affected in the Southern Hemisphere was specifically affected in South America. Or he kind of proved or strengthened the theory of this global climate change, but only in South America. This was done by studying the rocks at Los Rastros Formation in Argentina, and they actually found dated volcanic ash preserved in lake sediments. And this had a good combination of fossil records, so it basically had everything they needed to analyze the data found in the rocks. How they do this? I thought it was really interesting. They study zircon minerals. So these specific minerals, when crystallized, they trap uranium inside. And they never incorporate any lead. And lead only appears in radioactive decay of uranium. Are we with each other? Okay. Okay. So since we know the decay rate, they can measure the ratio of the lead to uranium and then calculate how far back these crystals formed. And that's how they measure when this happened. So this is how they found the time period in which there was a giant global climate change during the time of the dinosaurs. I thought this was extremely interesting. I feel like this theory is the most plausible and has the most evidence behind it. But that's my personal opinion. I definitely want to do some more inner searching to find out the entire 100% truth. And again, anyone could dig into themselves, get the information from within, because you can't really find all the answers in a regular library. Better go to the library where everything is. (laughs) now let's discuss the tilt of the earth's axis so i mentioned before how it was a natural tilt it's going on a tilt that is increasingly but steadily kind of going to more on one side of the tilt every year did that make sense so it moves about 10 centimeters per year now this is not normal I believe they started measuring this back in 2000 NASA put on their website that this is where they believe it began and this book again was written in 1983 okay so we all learned how the uh, axis or the tilt of the earth is consistently spinning and on the earth's axis so this naturally causes changes in the weather this determines the season the time And I want to discuss a kind of popular, a pretty popular hypothesis, the giant impact hypothesis. This was the hypothesis that this was how the moon was formed and the Earth's tilt on the axis is caused by the impact of the meteor. So they basically believe that a certain amount of years ago that a giant meteor hit the Earth, therefore breaking a huge chunk of the Earth and making it into what we know is the moon now. And that kind of pushed the Earth on a tilt. And that is why there is a tilt on the axis instead of being perfectly aligned. Now, according to research, between the 1900s and 2000, the Earth's spin axis drifted about 14, I meant, sorry, 4 inches. And that would be about 10 centimeters every year. And while there are many different beliefs as to why this happens, I'm just going to share a few. So the number one thing I have found or noticed when I was researching this is that they believe that this natural tilt that is tilting a certain amount every year is caused by glacial rebound. But personally, I think that the tilt of the axis is what is causing the glacial rebound, not vice versa. But let me keep reading. So they believe that this glacial rebound is caused from glaciers that are forming and the weight from the glaciers is pressing on the earth's crust and later the glaciers melt and this is what we're already seeing today that's happening at alarming speeds as you may or may not know Greenland is melting I, be- I forget the exact amount that their glaciers melted but it is a lot and we're also seeing it in Antarctica the North Pole and just all over the world. So they believe that this redistribution of Earth's mass is affecting the rotation of the Earth on its axis. And according to other recent data from NASA, this only accounts for a third of the axial wobble. So while we initially believe that the Earth's change in the axis is mainly caused by the glacial rebound, again, NASA only Accounts or came out with this only accounting for a third of its wobble. Just a third. And Greenland lost 7,500 gigatons of ice. That's the amount it was. That's a lot of ice. We can't even process that. Us as humans, we can't process very large numbers or it's hard for us to even imagine it. So I can't even begin to describe 7,500 gigatons. That's a lot. That's probably most of their ice. They also found that another major contributor to the axle wobble is mantle convection, which is just the movements of molten rock and inner earth, that there's a lot of more molten rock coming out, and that is probably another major contributor of this axle wobble. But unfortunately, we do not know that much about it. This is a fairly new thing, so there is not much research on it. But I definitely am trying to astral project to the records and find out for myself because that's that's pretty interesting. I definitely want to know more information about it, but we, it's, it's hard to find through just simple research. So what we are seeing now is simply the Earth preparing itself to align to another point of origin. We're at a new point of evolution or a higher consciousness. We're slowly going into the new world. And I can't even tell you my end prediction for what's going to occur, but it's definitely very, very big. Definitely prepare yourself because it's not a bad change. It's just a big new one. So like the book said, the shifting of this earth aligning itself to a new point of origin on the axis is what is causing the awakening of volcanic eruptions, earthquakes, weather patterns, even the Earth's tectonic plates moving. And it's even affecting the heat distribution systems, um, you name it. So as we are saying now, they said that these changes and these climate changes is starting off as gradual, going by little by little, but eventually it is going to come full swing from the due to the gravitational forces that are coming so who knows maybe maybe it could be even tomorrow that it changes abruptly within minutes it's going to seem instantaneous and all we have to do is just sit down and watch and like i read in the excerpt they talked about how nuclear weapons or if they're used this will cause it to be violent and abrupt and throughout the book they talk about how aliens specifically are watching over us and coming here to help us to prevent us from destroying our own planet and destroying our own human race because at the end of the day nuclear weapons is a weapon of mass destruction and it causes disharmony in the universe it ruins ruins <laughs> it ruins the natural energy sources and the pathways and rivers of energy in the universe and the universe itself works in energy and harmony, and the fact that a nuclear weapon has that much power, it has so much power everyone in the universe watches. Like, it's actually causing mass destruction, and that makes you wonder. I feel like that is the reason why Hitler and the Nazis didn't use their nuclear weapons and nuclear power, because they definitely knew something so much deeper than what was on the surface. Like, they definitely knew about aliens. They were I strongly believe they were in contact with them. There's just so much about Nazis and what they did that kind of is backed up by aliens. Like, it's so hard to explain. I I don't want to get too, too into it, but um, I could even make that in another podcast talking about the Nazis and the aliens because they even had um, a lot of advanced technology. They were ahead in technology. It seems like they had things that no one else had. And they even had a weapon of mass destruction and if they wanted to take over the world why didn't they use it and it really makes you stop and think like there's a bigger reason as to why they didn't use it and the repetition of nuclear weapons being discussed in books in past life regression or anything that has to do with research on aliens it is always brought up an example when Admiral Byrd, this was back in, I believe, around World War Two, where Admiral Byrd flew across Antarctica, and he said that he saw a large opening to an inner earth. He saw a large hole, and there was a river in the hole, and it leads you to civilizations inside, and he said he met the civilizations inside, and that aliens told him that They're trying to prevent the use of nuclear weapons and protect the earth from disharmony and from annihilating itself. And he told a lot of other things, but apparently when he discussed it openly to the public or told the government, the government basically told him, "Okay, you need to shut up. Like you can't you're not allowed to speak on this anymore. And it kind of. It kind of got covered up and his journal actually got published after that. But a lot of people say that it's not actually what was written or it doesn't include a lot of what was written in his journal. So I don't want to get the book just because I feel like I don't really trust it. But that is sad. I hope that his full journal comes out because that is ridiculous. But anyways, uh, he talked about this. And shortly after this happened, when he told the government, the government told him to shut up. He, you know, went about his business and the government actually closed down Antarctica. Anyone who gets near it or wants to go in isn't allowed. You're immediately turned back around. And even people who have tried astral projecting there got stopped by the government. It's it's a lot. Remember, also, as was mentioned in this book, Earth is a reflection of our collective consciousness so if our collective consciousness raises so does the frequency of the earth and i talked about this before too um about the earth's heartbeat how it's measured through the schumann resonance and this is basically the consciousness of the earth collectively it has been around 7.83 hertz for hundreds thousands of years since the beginning of earth itself the frequency has been very low But back in 2014, it skyrocketed to 14 to 16 hertz. 2017, it skyrocketed to 50 hertz. And I believe it even got to 90 at one point. So we are skyrocketing in the Earth's frequency. That's why all these things are happening, because it's realigning with the new world, the new Earth. There's actually research even being done to prove how if... We are all made up of energy. This is a proven fact. We're all made up of energy. We all have our energy fields, a.k.a. our auras. The earth has an energy field, a.k.a. the earth's aura. So if the earth is made up of the same energy in the human body, how can you believe that we don't impact the earth as a whole? Like we're made up of the same thing. The same energy you find in the universe is in our bodies, is coursing through our veins. So... To think that the earth isn't a reflection of us wouldn't make any sense because theoretically we would have an impact if the tides of from the moon impacts the moon impacts the tides. Sorry, if the moon impacts the tides, then how is the moon not impacting us? We're made up of 80% water. There's just so much that's pointing to one direction and all you have to use is your critical thinking skills. You shouldn't listen to whatever someone else says or what the media is saying or what research is putting out. If you solely believe it, if you solely use your thinking skills and to come up to a conclusion, believe that. (sighs) Okay, I ranted for a little bit there. But yes, I strongly believe that you have to use your critical thinking skills because in this day and age, we are taught to... Use the ideas of others or to get our information from somewhere else when all the information is within you. You are a critical thinker. You are a free thinker. So we must all act like it. So like as I was saying, Mother Earth is shifting her vibrational frequency. So she is in tune with our brain. Our brain has natural theta and alpha states or certain brain waves that we get in. We manifest what happen happens on earth. This is the great awakening that we are seeing right now. Again, if you do not believe me, just take a moment, take a deep breath, and just look around you. Cause the earth does not feel the same as it did ten years ago. And I could even ask my own mom, my tias, my family members, and ask them too like, do you feel different as it would like does the world just feel energetically different and every i promise you every single person says yes every single person says this has never happened before like this is crazy like it's just like i feel different the world feels different and that's because it is this is the great awakening and the only way for a nice easy shift to the new world is to awaken other people stay at a high vibration um Lift the vibrations of other people around you because, trust me, one little conversation, you tell one person about the change in the earth's frequency and I promise that person could, that one little convo could lead them into their spiritual awakening, into their research and gaining more knowledge. Every little thing happens for a reason. So if you want to help with the raising of the earth's frequency, have more conversations with people, post about it more. Do more about it, because if you just sit there and do nothing, you're just going to sit there and watch. Now, like I mentioned in the beginning of the podcast, when I asked if everyone was doing okay, I also said how you might be feeling tired and depressed or just off. Your energy is just so weird. You... uh, You are just undergoing the spiritual awakening. And if your vibration is lower or you can even be already awakened, but just be vibrating at a lower frequency, that is just your reminder. That's your body telling you and your subconscious telling you to raise your vibration, to connect with yourself. And I'm just going to add a quick little, what's it called? A quick little tip on how to raise your vibration briefly. So you could easily look this up too. There's a lot of different ways to raise your vibration. A lot of things that lower it would be excessive drug and alcohol use just to kind of get your mind off something that lowers your vibration so much. Um, If you can't be alone, you are at a low vibrational state. If you have to live with your phone or music, you're at a low vibration. There's a lot of red flags as to what makes you on a low vibration. My biggest, biggest advice is to just meditate every day. Even if it's 10 minutes a day, that's okay. Whatever works for you, you just have to get on YouTube, even look up guided meditations for a calm mind, guided meditations for third eye awakening, guided meditations for relaxation, whatever the case may be. You could look up guided meditations on YouTube, or if you don't want to meditate with a guide or you feel like you're ahead of that, whatever the case may be, you could listen to high vibrational frequencies. And if you look this up on Google, you could find different frequencies that help with specific things. Sound frequency is so powerful. There was actually one man. I always get off topic. This is my problem. But there was one man. What was his name? Um, His initials were RR. I can't remember his exact name, but he found a cure to cancer. He cured over 60 people of cancer using just sound frequency, but the government covered it up. Of course it was silence. He was put on a couple of newspapers, but nothing mainstream. And I believe we don't even know what frequency he listened to, but there are a lot of frequencies that are natural healing sound frequencies. And even in the book, they talked about how aliens have helped us and taught us about frequencies and how to tap into the energy frequencies in our body to cure ourselves from disease. So uh, there has been a lot of research. You can look this up yourself. There's a lot of research showing how sound frequency and sound vibrations actually help your healing. So going back to what I was talking about, if you want to raise your fi- vibration, listen to these frequencies. Like if you're in the shower, washing the dishes, driving, Um, Going to bed, just whenever you can play it. And I promise you, you will feel a difference in your vibration because the vibration in the music is going to tune itself with the vibration in your body, just like crystals can help tune the vibrations in your body. So for example, uh, 417 hertz, it removes negativity and blockages currently in your life or 741 hertz would cleanse your body from toxins 852 hertz awakens your intuition and balances you simply just look for a frequency that helps with whatever you have even if you're just sick even if you j- just have a cold look up a vibration and i'm telling you the next day it's gonna be like magic trust me um, another another thing you could listen to is brainwave frequencies. So, for example, if you listen to beta waves, which is anything between 14 and 30 hertz, it actually drastically improves your concentration and it gets you more mentally active. Again, there is so much research backing this up and so much evidence. And honestly, my heart is so warm that the CIA is even coming out with documentation of their research found in this and how much more people are finding out about this because... I understand being at a low frequency as a society it's hard to believe like oh these things are real because we were taught like this isn't accurate this is bad or this is evil and it's crazy seeing how many people understand energy and frequency and how many people put it into their life like as you should we are we are highly spiritual beings we have to be spiritual if we're not we're just we're lost like we're just not ourselves you can't Forget that you're spiritual and you're so powerful because you really are. And the second you get a tune, you manifest everything good in your life. It's, God, the power is just so ridiculous. But, okay. Anyways, back to brain frequencies. So, alpha waves is another example. So, that would be between 7 and 14 hertz. And this would help with relaxation, memory, and learning. Now. Now. Uh, I read a essay or research that was done. It was published by the Universal Journal of Psychology back in 2017, and it was titled A Review of PSI Activity in DNA by Bradley Bartholomew. So I'm just going to read it, and then we're going to talk about it, right? So in it, they said, and I quote, experiments conducted relating to the ability of quote-unquote healers to affect the conformation of the DNA molecule simply by concentrating their mental and emotional powers of the brain and heart it was found that the intentional statue sorry state of healers could change their molecular structure of water which can turn in turn alter the conformation of the DNA the journal also discusses an article by the team led led by 2008 Nobel Peace Prize for Medicine, Dr. Luc Montagnier. Montagnier? Montagnier. Anyways, Montagnier. Okay, let me stop. Which describes an electromagnetic field in the DNA that is capable of being projected into water and which contains all information of its sequence of basis in memory and is capable of reconstructing itself into the identical... Chemical molecule, provided th- that the ambient electromagnetic environment in the water is maintained at a frequency of not less than seven hertz, the same frequency as the alpha rhythm brain waves in the natural heartbeat of the earth. End quote. So this whole r- project or research was specifically talking about if healers could actually heal, and they found that healers could heal people and actually conform their dna molecules or change their dna structure simply by concentrating on their mental and emotional powers of the brain and heart and honestly this is even found in um, reiki healing if you've heard about it i'm currently trying to learn it on how to do it but it's when you heal using energy you change where energy goes to or concentrate energy to one part of the body in order to heal and in this experiment they found it as long as the Water, fr- the frequency of the water is maintained at a certain frequency, but it does work. And I, I just thought that this article was actually in- extremely interesting. So I definitely wanted to share it because that's just one of many cases of research where they prove how we are just powerful. We could conduct conduct energy. Um, again, as Einstein would say, energy cannot be destroyed; it can only be transferred. I believe I might be saying that wrong, (laughs) so I shouldn't be saying it as confidently because I don't want to give anyone the wrong words or information. But it's true. Energy really can't be destroyed. It can only be transferred or transformed. Like I said, we are organic creatures made up of matter and we're susceptible to electromagnetic fields. So shouldn't our frequency rise too? So I've also been talking about this new earth and for those of you who may be still a little bit confused, new earth is just ascension. We are ascending to the fourth and fifth dimension. We are in the third dimension right now and this dimension it's, we, we can't even see the fourth dimension. We, we as humans can only perceive up to three dimensions. So to try to explain the fourth dimension is pretty difficult um, there are a lot of videos out there that kind of talk about how we believe the fourth dimension could be perceived, but it's nothing, but we can't say for sure because we can't, we don't know. But we're ascending to an awareness where it's blissful and it's just heaven on earth that our vibration is going to be high and it is actually believed that aliens will come If or once we know how to live amongst each other as brothers and sisters, where we could help each other uh, when it's not controlled, when we're just open to love and harmony, and that's when they will come to our next, I guess, step or stage of evolution. It's all love, less fear. The Mayans, Aztecs, and prophets even predicted that The end of the world as we know it is here or it is close. And I remember hearing this when I was little and I was so scared, like, oh, my God, we're going to die. Like, it's going to be done. But again, it's the end of the world as we know it. The third dimension will be behind us. We are ascending. We don't know what is going to happen 100 percent, but everything is happening in the way it should happen. Everything is happening for the better. Nostradamus actually even predicted that there is an explosion of energy taking place exactly in this moment of time. It basically tears down old fear, evil based structures that have been controlling us since the beginning of life on Earth. If you haven't noticed, you know, with everything happening in the elections, pedophilia coming out, um, Hollywood exposed, elites exposed, human trafficking, all these things, all these structures are being teared down from the inside out and all these fear and evil-based methods and propagandas is crumbling, and all these things are crumbling down that have been controlling us and keeping us at a low vibration, preventing us from thinking for ourselves. All this is coming down, and now is a time where we're making room for the new and for the new dimension, the new growth, the new world, and it's a beautiful thing. Obviously, it doesn't seem like it's very good. Um, Definitely one for the history books right now, but it is all happening for a bigger purpose. Again, do not worry. We're going to experience some hardships. Um, soon, there's actually going to be massive food shortages, which we are already seeing around the world, but this will be affecting billions of people. Um, we're going to see that soon. We're going to see a quote-unquote alien invasion, if the government calls it that. Uh, we're going to see a lot that we may or may not be prepared for if you don't prepare yourself for it. So... Now to end this podcast, this wonderful episode, I'm I was so excited to make this like uh, <sighs> I could keep going on about this forever, but now if you're wondering what can I do to ascend with the new earth or how do I stop myself from being in this sad place, how do I how do I just go on with my spiritual journey? Like I mentioned before, listen to high frequency music and hertz sounds. You can look this up on Google, different frequencies, depending on what you are feeling. There's playlists on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube. It's so common now that you could find it a lot of places. But a few, I'm going to give a few tips as to to what else to do to ascend. But number one is surrender your past beliefs. So any beliefs you had in the past... You have to try to keep an open mind and forget about it. And it is going to be hard depending on how heavily you are with your beliefs. But a lot of or most of the time we're taught throughout growing up in our families and with our parents, they tell us one thing which it may or may not be true. You have to be open to the new ideas, to the possibilities of other universes, of life on other planets, on energy, ascension, connecting with yourself, your higher spirit, your higher spirit guides, your higher self, your third eye, all that. You have to be open to it and kind of, I want to say, have an ego death and just get rid of your old self. Just tune into your inner self. Tune in with what is happening now and be open to gaining more knowledge because that is extremely important. Knowledge is power and you shouldn't be held back by your beliefs in order to not learn about something. It's just extremely important that you be open to knowledge and have an open mind with anything you come across in your life. Another tip, surrender your happiness from external sources. For example, you might think that, oh, if I accomplish this, I'm going to be happy. Or if I was famous, I would be happy. Or if I had a million dollars right now, I would be happy stop looking for outside validation and outside sources in order to make you happy you will never be happy if you're not happy where you are now in no matter where you will be like you have to learn how to be happy by yourself spend time with yourself do self-care days go out on a date with yourself like do anything because that is self-love like that's the foundation to anything you approach And this is, it sounds like it could be kind of easy, I guess, but it's actually pretty difficult. You have to surrender your happiness from external sources. If you don't know how to be by yourself, force yourself to be alone, force yourself to connect with yourself and confront the shadows and the darkness in your past, because a lot of times we push it to the back of our heads, which is not good. We should confront it, deal with it, move on. Step three. Just remember that you are perfect. I know it sounds corny, but you are perfect 100% how you are. At the end of the day, no one is you. That is your power. You are beautiful. Remind yourself of that every day, that you're just your own person. And you were made as perfect as you can be. And you should never see yourself at a low place. Never think you're ugly. Never think you're not worth it because anything that happens in your life is a test anything that happens that is negative especially from other people that is just a reflection of themselves you are not responsible for what other people do to you you are responsible for your own life for how you think about things never ever feel sorry for yourself and if you do feel sorry for yourself to the point where you want to do better Next tip, move inward. As in, like I've been repeating throughout this whole video, uh, tune in with yourself, connect with yourself, meditate. Just move inward. Because all the happiness and love in the world is all within you. There are people watching over you 24-7. And there are people who care and love you, even if you feel like you're alone in the world. But remember that it's all there inside you. You have to tap into it. Just like how you could tap into all the knowledge in the universe. Tap into all that love within yourself final tip is just live in the present accept the now love those around you and love yourself treat everyone as you would your brothers and sisters don't work on anything using hate just practice love practice love with yourself and by accepting the now and living in the present you are fully just living life living in the moment and I remember this quote that was like, I wish you knew you were in the good old days, in the good old days, something like that. And you can by living presently. If you live present in the future, you look back at those moments like I'm so happy I was in the present because imagine when you're 80 years old or you're just on your deathbed and you're going to be like, damn, I wish I appreciated when I was this young instead of wasting my time overthinking or being sad And that's how I like to look at a lot. I'm not saying it is a negative thing. If you are just lost right now, definitely everything happens for a reason. Use everything to your advantage. Everything is a learning lesson. But I think that's everything I want to say. To conclude, I just want to say don't worry about what's happening. Everything is happening for a reason. Just believe in yourself. Believe in the process. Trust the process. Trust the plan. And I hope everyone enjoyed this episode. I think this was like one of my favorite episodes so far. I don't know. It's hard to choose. But I really enjoyed researching this. This took a lot of research and a lot of mind-blowing moments to make. But yes, I hope everyone has a wonderful day and a week. Remember to meditate. Make it a habit. Put a sticky note on your door. Like meditate today because that's my antidepressants. Fun fact, I used to be on antidepressants for a few years. I was in a very dark place, but one day I was like, I'm not going to take it anymore. And I stopped and I started meditating every day. And that's literally my antidepressants. And I start acting weird or crazy when I don't meditate. So that's my reminder to meditate. Trust me. Meditation, you will notice you will have reduced anxiety, reduced depression, Um, everything will just be so much clearer to you. You uh, experience life as if you're on a boat in a river. You're just watching it flow by. And life just becomes so much more exciting and fun rather than a hassle, no matter how much you have on your plate. But yes, let me end it there before I keep rambling. Uh, I have a whole list of more episodes to come out with. I'm very excited to research and come out with more episodes. So thank you for everyone who supports and shows love on my videos and my podcast. Like, I really, really appreciate it. I hope everyone has a wonderful day, month, life. Uh, Hit me up if you need anything. Goodbye and farewell to all. (laughs) Ha 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 ha.